Thank you for joining us for Redeemer Radio's share While we might not have people available to answer phones right now, depending on when you're listening to this, you can always donate online at RedeemerRadio.com slash donate. And you can find more information about share and the different hours at RedeemerRadio.com slash share And please share this podcast with your friends and family so that others can hear about the mission of Redeemer Radio and support it as well. Welcome back to Redeemer Radio Shareathon. I'm Pam Lapsley, your host for this hour. This is my first time doing it, and I'm here in the studio with some beautiful ladies from St. Anne Communities. Welcome, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Um, my name's Paige Gurney, and I'm the um, Residential Living Memory Care Coordinator at St. Anne's. I'm Megan, and I'm the first floor social worker at St. Anne's. My name is Haley Henline, and I'm the second floor memory care social worker. All right, Paige, would you like to lead us in prayer? I sure would. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, by your death on the cross, you triumphed over sin and death. Raise our fallen world to the glory no human wisdom can expect. Please grant all who are listening trust in your salvation and zeal, zeal to share it with our brothers and sisters. We ask this in your holy name. Who live and reign with the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, our hour's goal for St. Anne Communities is $2,500. And I just found out we get a bonus $500 for the 15 pledges that we receive in this upcoming hour. And there's no dollar amount attached to that. It is 15 pledges, any amount. So call or text GIVE at 260-436-9598, or you can give online at RedeemerRadio.com. Um, so the overall goal for the share is $276,500, and we are counting on you listeners to go ahead and start lighting our phones up. Let's get those donations coming in. Um, so I've got a couple questions for you ladies about St. Anne's. Um, collectively, how long have you guys been there? I've been there since May, so not too long. I have been there for eight years. I started in the kitchen in high school, and then I moved to activities in college, and then I just started the social worker position in May. I've been there five. Um, I started as a CNA and a QMA in nursing. And then um, last January, I started as the memory care coordinator. Oh, wonderful. So we've got a lot of expertise going on in this room. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some things you'd like people to know about St. Anne? St. Anne Communities is an entire senior living community. We offer memory care, residential, and assisted living, rehabilitation, as well as a nursing facility. What sets us apart from other facilities is that we are the only senior living community in Fort Wayne that offers daily mass and sacraments. So what time is your daily mass at? And is that just for the residents that live there? Right now, I believe it's just for the residents that live there. It used to be open to the public, but I think with COVID, we had to 
shut that off. Oh, that that gives me a high school memory. So St. Anne's had a 7.30 p.m. mass on Sundays, and that was always like the last-ditch effort to get to mass. So um, they're probably not doing that anymore, are they? Daily mass is at 10.30 right now. 10.30. Okay. Is that well attended? Yeah. Is that like the event of the day? Oh, yeah. A lot of my residents are always, is it time to is go it time? Yeah. Is it time? Is it time? Oh. <laughs> Um, so I hear you recently opened up a development part department. Tell us about it. Um, yes. So we opened up our development department a little over a year ago um, to help offset the costs of renovations and capital renovations needed for our facility. You know, we are an older facility, so we need a lot of updating. Um, we are individual and corporate donations, grants through foundations, planned gifts, and uh, memorial giving and various campaigns. We do have a lot of families that, um, you know, once their family member maybe passes or something like that, they will donate money um, to St. Anne's. You know, like we just had a family donate quite a bit of money to renovate the first floor um, because their family member lived on the first floor. And so we're getting like all new carpet, um, they're painting, um, just freshening everything up. So it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's nice. Um, what projects are you working on right now? Um, the first big push of renovations is underway. We are replacing the flooring, paint, and art pieces throughout the first floor, kind of like Megan just said. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has been into our facility recently, they know we are in need of a facelift in a big way. So it's really exciting. Um, I think the residents really enjoy kind of seeing the changes too. Um, you know, especially with visitation opening up for families, it's been fun for them to kind of see the big facelift and the big changes. So our and residents were really excited to pick out the paint colors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, how is renovations in a facility that size with everybody? How is that working out? I'd say pretty well. I mean, like um, Paige said, the residents are very excited to see the changes um, and just you know, lightening it up a little bit. It gives them something to gossip about. Yeah, I was, really was going to ask, what are that? some of the color choices for the walls? <laughs> Um, I think it's greens, I Green, think, yeah. yeah, is is what they um picked, like some brighter like, colors. Like springtime greens? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bright mm-hmm. green. Okay, yeah. I can't wait to come check it out when um it's all finished. Yeah. 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 You'll definitely it'll, have to. It'll be nice to, you know, right now we can't necessarily have right. visitors off the street, but it, it'll be nice if that ever opens back up. Yeah, that'll be really nice to look at when it's all finished. Uh, do you know how old St. Anne's is? We just had our 54th birthday, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been a while. That's the that's that's right across from St. Jude's, I believe. Yes. Right? Yes. Really close to Parkview yeah. mm-hmm. Hospital. I think right next door. Something that I've always really thought was cool about St. Anne's is current residents now, their loved ones lived there at one point. I have one lady on my unit. She'll tell me how her mother used to be a resident there. And so she's been involved with St. Anne's for so long. And I, I just think that's such a cool thing about St. Anne's is it's a big part of the community. I remember in fourth grade, I went to St. Jude. We went caroling at St. Anne's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. My grandmother stayed there for a while. And something really cool that we were able to do at St. Anne's is um, it was too difficult to have her come and celebrate Easter with us. So they were able to like kind of 
corner off a little area in the cafeteria and we were able to come in and have this like catered Easter celebration with her. And that was really, really special and something that I'll always remember and really appreciate at St. Anne's. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say I um, live in Decatur, so I actually, um, you know, I I didn't know much about St. Anne's um, until I started working there. And I know that it's the place to be. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody wants to go to St. Anne's. That's what you hear about. And I can remember um, my grandpa had surgery and needed rehab. So he wanted to go to St. Anne's. And so he went to St. Anne's and had the best experience, you know, I feel like anyone could. When my my husband's grandmother needed to stay in for a little while, my in-laws immediately were like, no, she has to go to St. Anne's, you know. It's got such a great reputation and I was there too. And I, they asked me, you know, I said, absolutely. Our staff will take such good care. And I was like, you won't have to worry about anything happening. And they, she, she was loved on. She unfortunately wasn't there for very long, but she had a great time when she was. Hate to interrupt all the nice thoughts, but our first pledge just came in from Maria Nancaro. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, Maria. (laughs) Uh, just want to remind everybody, um, if you'd like to give a donation, call or text GIVE at 260-436-9598, or you can give online at RedeemerRadio.com. So if someone wanted to get any more information about St. Anne's, could they call or does the website have a lot of information on it? Yeah, you can visit our website at www.sacfw.org or you can contact Maria Titman Nancaro at 260-602-4822. Thanks for that information. Um, so take me through a typical day in your work day. <laughs> at St. Anne's. Let's hear from Paige first. Well, usually I start my day. Um, I work in a memory care unit in the assisted living. So um, I walk in and usually um, everyone's having breakfast and I have a whiteboard with our today's date, our weather, who our staff is, what activities we're going to be doing today. So I go in, update that and say good morning to everyone. And we have our music playing in there. Sometimes I'll get a couple people dancing with me for a little bit. Um, and we start off, we'll have a staff meeting and then I try to make sure the residents start off their day with some, just some light chair exercises. And then we get to go down to our 1030 mass and we have lunch and then we spend the rest of the afternoon just doing some activities. I try to keep things light and lively right now, especially coming out of such a hardcore lockdown with COVID. So we've been going on some outings. We have some bus trips this next week. So that's kind of what my day is. So you talked about how eager the residents are to attend their 1030 daily mass. How does that impact your personal faith life, seeing them so dedicated to wanting to go to mass every day? It's definitely been inspiring for me. Um, I mean, it's a huge priority of their day um, on top of seeing them, you know, with their rosary. I've learned so much about the Catholic faith through them. It's really inspired me. Um, 
it's definitely challenged me to take more to make time throughout my day to spend time whether it's in a devotional or just reading and it's something that I can do with them while I'm at work which is a really great thing I feel like I haven't always had that opportunity throughout my life so being able to share my faith while at work and it's something that is shared all together it's just it's fun to be able to say I'm praying for you and they'll I love when they go to math or to into mass and they'll be like, I'm going to say a prayer for you. And we're always like, oh, thank you. I definitely need it today. (laughs) That's wonderful. Megan? Yes. So I am the first floor social worker. Um, It's kind of hard. Every day is different for us. I think Haley can attest to that as well. Um, We keep very busy. We do a lot of things. Um, really anything that's non-medical, you know, or, or um, monitoring any um, mental health stuff, you know, struggles that they may have going on. Um, if they need anything, you know, we're in contact with their family all the time, um, just making sure they're taken care of in every aspect of their care, um, you know, and we're definitely their go-to person um, if they need anything, if they're having any problems, Um you know, heaven forbid they're having issues with another resident, things like that. You know, it's their home. So we we try to do our best and make sure um, they feel at home and, you know, help them to fit in as best as they can, especially when they're new and they come to us mm-hmm. from rehab or, you know, come to us from home and they had no intention of coming, but that's what their family, you know, needed because um, they couldn't take care of them anymore. It just, um, I would say it's very, a very humbling job. Um, you know, you get to be a part of their life. Um, it's like having a million grandmas and grandpas. So it's great. (laughs) Um, I love it. It's such a good feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, I can't really give you a day today because it's, it's different every day, which is kind of nice in the same token. I bet that actually sounds like a really rewarding job. It is very. (laughs) And fun sometimes. Oh, all the time. The, The residents are a hoot. (laughs) Speaking of the residents, um, I'm going to kind of call out people that have family members that are over at St. Anne's right now as we speak to start calling in their pledges, calling in their donations. This is a listener-supported radio station, so we rely on you to support us here at RedeemerRadio.com. You can call or text GIVE at 260-436-436. 9598 or you can donate online at redeemerradio.com. Haley, what's your day like at St. Anne's? Um, kind of like Megan said, it's day to day. Mine is a little bit different from Megan's since I do work on the memory care unit. It's a little bit more of being an advocate for the residents. I mean, we all serve as an advocate for the residents, but my residents can't tell you as much as what they need. So It's really being in contact with their families, um, you know, finding out from their families what their past life was like since they can't really express that anymore. So we are still waiting on donations for St. Anne's Communities Hour. Um, There's another way you can give. You can pledge to give monthly. So if you can't give one big lump sum, you can make us a part of your monthly budget. You can um, pledge one like $120 total, and you can spread it out over the entire year. So it ends up only being $10 a month. 
And just a reminder, that's the same as a Netflix or an Amazon subscription. (laughs) Everybody's in here giggling about that. We take stock donations, too. So if you call, again, our number is 260-436-9598. And there will be some nice people that are answering on the other end. And they can instruct you how to set up a stock donation or even an IRA minimum distribution. Again, our phone number is 260-436-9598. So is there anything else that you want to talk to us about St. Anne's? Well, um, I think something that I really enjoy about working in memory care is kind of like how Haley said, we, we get to know who they used to be. Um, a lot of times with Dementia and Alzheimer's, those people change as the disease takes over. And, you know, you really have to help support the family and understanding that they don't always understand what they're going through or how they're reacting or behaving. And that if they knew, I'm sure that they would not be doing that. Um, But I love hearing the stories of who they were like when they were my age, you know, 70 years ago or what have you. And I I had one lady, she almost qualified to be on the Olympic swim team way back when. I mean, she, I mean, she was like the backup runner up. And I just thought that was so amazing. It's like, I look at her and she's, you know, sitting in her chair, kind of just, just smiling away. And you just to imagine who she was way back then. I mean, that takes so much hard work and dedication. And it's just neat to then see her, with a seasoned full life there before you. I don't know. It, it's it's a very humbling thing, as Megan said. And that's always something that's very special to me. It, it really sounds like when you're called to work a job like that, it's also a ministry. Would you mm-hmm. agree that there's yeah. a lot of ministry going on and you can base a lot of that that giving through your faith life mm-hmm. and through your own faith journey. And then listening to their faith journeys mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. I bet are pretty impactful. Um, do they like to give you some advice? Oh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I got all of the <laughs> advice. It was it was always I super fun. A book of advice when I was pregnant. They wrote me a book of they, all the things. Oh, that's so sweet. It's they did that the for when I got ever. married I still too. enjoy going back and reading it. Yeah. Uh, I had one lady, my daughter's name is Juno. And so she looked up the definition in the dictionary and she took the time to write it out on this little piece of scrap paper and like gave it to me. And I, I put it in my daughter's baby book because it's just they they know her. They haven't really had a chance to meet her a whole lot. But she kind of like we said, you know, you have a bunch of extra grandma and grandpas. Mm-hmm. And so does my daughter. <laughs> Oh, and that's going to be a fun story to share with her when she gets older and you're showing her those things and you can tell her about those people that cared about her. Mm -hmm. Wow. At such a young age. Yeah, that's really nice. So we are still waiting for some donations to come in. Again, I'm calling on maybe the family members of the wonderful ladies that I have here today. Um, Again, we are listener supported. We operate with the permission of the bishop, but we are not funded by the diocese. So we are here because of our listeners. Um, 
And we only have two of these main fundraisers to cover our operating costs. And that includes the cost and maintenance of the radio tower, the electricity, programming, internet, the rent, all the equipment we have here. This is my first time visiting, and I am just blown away that listeners can provide such a wonderful studio. Um, This is just a really, really cool experience. So again, call or text GIVE at 260-436-9598, and you can give. RedeemerRadio.com, click on the Give Now button. Or you can text the word GIVE to our Holy Cross College text line. And again, that number is 260-436-9598. So um, when you come into work and some of your residents are feeling a little bit down, um, so I heard one of your jobs is to do some kind of like activity, activity coordinating. Like what, what, what's that involve? What does that look like? If I have one lady, she, she's very hard on herself, but she, I tell everyone, if you're having a bad day to come find her because she's hard on herself, but she'll build you up. And so it's kind of a fun game to just dish it back with her and say exactly what she said to you but about her and one day I was trying to get her to like repeat after me like words of affirmations like you are loved you are smart you are kind you are beautiful and she'd be like but you are (laughs) (laughs) but which I love about her she wants so much to build people up but I mean it, it can be hard at the same time it's I want her to see what a beautiful person she is. And it's it's so difficult for her to see that. But it it just it, you have to have a lot of love, I think, to work in our field too. You I feel like I'm just pouring out love to them. Um which I love. You know, you get to sit down and sit on the couch with them and cuddle up with them when they're feeling blue and just find something silly to talk about and they just go with it. It's a lot of a lot of um, impromptu, kind of making stuff up as you go. I think in memory care, I've I've come up with some crazy <laughs> excuses <laughs> as to why we're not doing something that they want to. Can go you do. give us an example? Oh gosh, what's something you've done, Haley? I gotta think. I'll have a guy. A lot of mornings, he thinks that um, he's going golfing. And I have to come up with some cockamamie reason why we're not going golfing that day. I'll be like, oh, you know, I think it might be calling for snow here soon. Like, this is not a good day to go golfing today. But <laughs> Lakesides underwater usually yeah. worked at our yeah. house. Right. <laughs> a lot of my people are always waiting on the bus stop. Oh, I have yes. to tell them the bus is not running today or come up with something why we're not getting on the bus today. Yeah. I had a lady every Tuesday at 11. She thought she had a dentist appointment. So I would I would sit and wait with her for a little while. And then I'd, I'd go call the phone or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, you know what? They canceled today. But we'll reschedule. <laughs> so we're still waiting on donations. Call or text GIVE 260-436-9598. Or you can give online at RedeemerRadio.com. Go ahead and click on Give Now, or you can text the word Give to our Holy Cross College text line, and the number is 260-436-9598. 
And I think we are going to break now. You can give sustaining support to Redeemer Radio by becoming a recurring donor. Ongoing contributions help to reduce our dependence on Sherathon and allow us to focus on programs and future needs. Your recurring donation can be automatically charged to a credit or debit card or transferred from a bank account. I came back to my faith in my mid-20s, and so for the period of time that I was not practicing, I feel like I missed out on a lot, a lot of learning and enrichment and understanding the Catholic viewpoint. So Redeemer Radio and its programming helps me. I feel like I'm catching up, and and it, it just fills my brain and heart with so many wonderful things to keep me thinking throughout the day. Redeemer Radio programs accompany listeners at every stage of their faith journey. For men and women raised in the faith and those searching for the fullness of the truth, our programming has something for everyone. Your donation helps bring the truth of the Catholic faith to listeners 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It costs about $120 to provide Redeemer Radio listeners with one hour of Catholic programming. All donors who give this amount or more automatically qualify for a specially designed t-shirt. Call today and support Redeemer Radio's efforts to amplify the voice of the Creator with content that invites. Hello, welcome back. I'm Pam Lapsley and I am the host for St. Anne Communities Hour. I am here with Paige Gurney, Megan Garwood, Haley Henline, and we're here trying to raise pledges for St. Anne Communities Hour. We're looking to raise $2,500, and so far we have one pledge from Maria Nancaro. So I am still looking at those families that have a loved family member over there at St. Anne's. And the way that you can donate or give is call 260-436-9598, or you can go online at RedeemerRadio.com. Or you can text GIVE, same number, 436-9598. So I want to hear about what makes St. Anne so special. Yes, I would say, um, you know, we're all, we're a family is how I would explain it. Um, we all have to work together. You know, we're all there for one purpose, to take care of our residents. Um, so it doesn't matter who you are, kitchen, you know, housekeeping, nursing, social work. Um, we're all we're all working as a team. We're all communicating every day. We're all, you know, there for the same purpose. So it's just really neat. Um, I've never really worked at a place before where you've really been that close of a team and you've worked that close together. I mean, we have like 300 staff members. So it's just you almost know everyone. Really, which is very cool, I think. Um, you know, and with it being a Catholic facility, it makes sense for it to be that way. Um, so I think it's just really cool um, being able to be that close and and work together for a purpose, and that's to take care of our residents. Um, I think over the last year too, with COVID and families not being able to come into the building, we really had to step up and be creative on how to make the residents feel a part of another family. They still have their family, but they aren't able to come in and see them. So we have to give them a little extra love each day. And 
For me, I think yeah. that the residents and I have become closer because of COVID. I was just going to say that to meet like the families and the residents I've become so much closer with. We definitely had to get pretty creative, creative <laughs> on how to communicate and how to still help them see each other during such a hard time. Yeah, I was going to ask what were some newer things that you had to do to help them still feel connected to their families? Um, that you didn't do before. I do a lot of FaceTimes mm-hmm. and Zooms now, which is crazy that we didn't do them before because it's a great way for the residents to stay connected with their families, especially the families that don't live in town anyway who weren't right. seeing them right. before. But um, it really started that up, FaceTimes and Zooms, and I'm still doing them even though yeah. families are allowed to come in again <clears throat> somewhat. But I would say, yeah, that would make it easier for the families that don't live as close or maybe have like a whole bunch of littles that mm-hmm. they're not sure about bringing a whole bunch of littles yeah. in and stuff like that. Um, I I sometimes say that, you know, the situation that we're in, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise because you would have never thought to use the Zooms like you are now for them to be even more connected than they would have been, say, five years ago. So I think that's a really great thing. Absolutely. I've definitely noticed an uprise. And I mean, a lot of our residents, I feel like their generation, they had a lot of kids. And so a lot of them have moved throughout the country. And so kids that have lived far away, they're like, oh, I didn't even think about I could FaceTime. And it's like, oh, well, could I start FaceTiming on this day at this time every week? And I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. So that's awesome. Yeah, I do a Zoom call every Tuesday with the family and kids live all over the country, but they never they would call before. But it's especially for somebody with dementia, talking over the phone is not the same as seeing the face. face is so helpful for them. And I didn't even think about it. But when you Zoom, if they've got, you know, people that live all over, they can all get on all at once and they can all kind of be together, but in a way that maybe they never thought to do. Before. I did a surprise birthday party for a resident last October over Zoom, and Aww. it was so fun. Um, they all were on, and I mean, it was probably over 20 people on there. Wow. I've never been on a Zoom call that big. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> crazy, but it was so neat. So then I had everyone ready, and I had it in my office, and so I brought her in, and they just yell, surprise! And she just, I mean, she couldn't believe it. She she was laughing so hard she was crying. She just absolutely, and she's naming off everybody, knowing who they were. It just, it was a neat way. Do you guys think you have any residents that are listening right now to Redeemer Radio? Maybe some of our apartment residents. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I bet a couple of our apartments, which um, our first shift nurse Angie wanted me to give a shout out to our staff in the apartment so you all do an amazing job I couldn't do it without you guys you guys are rock stars so residents if you're listening now (laughs) you can call or text give to 260-436-9598 or if you're tech savvy enough and it kind of sounds like with the zoom calls and the FaceTime (laughs) you're getting there you can get online and go to redeemerradio.com and give online Going. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're getting interrupted. Um, anyways, uh, so um, is there anything else about St. Anne's you wanted to touch on? 
Um, yes. So we do have um, our St. Anne Victory Knoll location in Huntington. Um, I actually worked there before I came over here to Randalia. Um, it's It was a very neat experience. It's very different from Randalia because um, everyone in the facility um, were nuns. So it was very interesting to me because I had never um, really been around them before. Um, and so, you know, I got to, um, I can't think of what it's called. They're not, is it convent? Their convent? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Their convent is right next door. So it's right across um, from the nursing home. Well, I guess it's assisted living. It was only assisted living over there. Um, mm -hmm. So once they were, um, you know, getting to a point where they needed more care, they would move over to um, St. Anne's Victory Knoll. And it was really neat because um, they're connected underground through a tunnel. Um, so the sisters that were still um, mobile and able to take care of themselves would still come over um, underneath the ground in the tunnel to Victory Knoll and eat with their um, sisters. So it was very cool. We got to um, get to know all of them, which was really neat. And they would talk about um, their, their missions that they went on um, and different experiences they had, you know, what kind of education they got. Um, and, you know, we would maybe say the rosary or um, things like that. You know, it was just it was even more spiritual, I feel like, than St. Anne's Randalia is um, just because they are all sisters. Mm -hmm. um, they've been together their whole life. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a little pack. Um, it was just, it was a really neat experience. I got to tour the convent um, and, and learn so much about the Catholic faith and um, how you become a nun, what it entails, um, kind of how it's changed over the years and things like that. So that facility is a very cool facility as well. Um, it's smaller than St. Anne Randalia, um, but you know, some of the nuns, as the nuns are dying off, you know, it's a part of life. Um, more in, like the community is learning more about it and also um, living there as well. So it's really cool. Oh, that sounds like a really neat place to work at. Mm -hmm. um, Very rewarding place. How long were well. you there? Um, about a year. About a year. Okay. Yep. Okay, so. so if you are still listening, Redeemer Radio is our local Catholic radio station. And as she was talking about earlier, she was kind of learning to grow in her faith um, by working with the nuns over in the convent. Um, I've actually learned a lot by listening to Redeemer Radio. Um, I love Catholic Answers. I usually tune in about that time because that's when I'm in the car driving around, picking the kids up after school and stuff like that. And I love listening to all of these questions that get answered because nine times out of 10, when somebody calls in, I'm always like, yeah, I wanted to know that too. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I always wanted to learn about that. So I'm always tuning in to uh, 106.3 here in Northeast Indiana, and then the Michiana address is 95.7. And I'm I'm so thankful for having Redeemer Radio. And here it is, our local Catholic radio station. And again, we are only listener-supported. We operate with the permission of the bishop, but we are not funded by the diocese. We are funded by you, the listeners. 
And this, again, is one of our fundraisers. We're looking to raise $2,500 this hour. This is St. Anne Communities Hour. And again, they we will get $500 if we get 15 pledges and we've got a couple more to go. So we are still looking for more of those. And you could call or text GIVE to 260-436-9598. Or you can get online at RedeemerRadio.com and click GIVE. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about? All right. Okay. Well, we're getting ready to wrap it up here. And um, again, my name is Pam Lapsley, and I am hosting the St. Anne Community Hour. And I've spent the last 45 minutes or so getting to know some of the wonderful workers that are there. It's so nice to have you guys today. So um, any last thoughts? No, just thanks for having us. I this was a neat experience, kind of what you're saying. I've never been in a studio like this. This was a really neat experience. I know. I feel a little like the deer in the headlights, <laughs> yeah. even though nobody's watching me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. Um, um, I've enjoyed myself, too. Um, anything else, ladies? Thank you. Thank you. Again, you can call or text GIVE, 260-436-9598, or you can give online at RedeemerRadio.com.